The views expressed on this show by guests and the host on issues outside of the 9-11 controlled demolition evidence are the opinions of those individuals alone and do not necessarily reflect those of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Welcome to 9-11 Freefall. I'm the host, Andy Steele. Today I'm joined by Scott Granger and Kamal Obeid. Scott has been licensed as a civil engineer and fire protection engineer in Arizona and other states and has been in civil and fire protection design and consulting for 43 years. His emphasis has been in forensic engineering and the investigation of system and equipment failures. He appeared in AE 9-11 Truth's most recent film, Seven, and of course is a signatory to AE 9-11 Truth's petition calling for a new investigation into the destruction of the three World Trade Center towers on September 11th, 2001. He's joined by Kamal Bay, who is a board member for AE 9-11 Truth, and he also appears in the documentary Seven. Kamal holds a master's degree in civil engineering from the University of California, Berkeley, and he's been a practicing civil and structural engineer in the San Francisco Bay Area since 1980 and a licensed structural engineer since 1985. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Andy. So we've got some action going on here in the area of outreach to engineers, and Scott has played a large part in it. And I know you've been doing some great efforts, too, as well, Kamal, and, of course, Roland Angle with the project Due Diligence, who isn't here today but should uh, get a, a lot of credit for what he's done. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. It's going to center around the World Trade Center 7 study done from the University of Alaska Fairbanks. And believe it or not, there may be somebody out there who just woke up to all this stuff last week. Their mind is blown. They don't know all the ins and outs and particulars of what's gone on with this movement in the past couple of years. So, Kamal, uh, since you're on our board here, can you please remind our audience what the World Trade Center 7 study out of the University of Alaska Fairbanks is all about? Sure. Architects of Engineers of 9-11 Truth raised funds privately to essentially commission the study. We had been looking around for a long time to try to figure out who would be the best leader of that study, and, and, and we, we found Leroy Holsey, who is... Uh, professor of civil engineering, specializing in structural engineering, and his specialty is actually finite element analysis, which is really what is needed for the analysis, a comprehensive analysis of this building. And the the purpose was to look at this thing objectively with, with no preconception, try to figure out how the building collapsed and, and uh, what was the mechanism of its collapse and then also look at what the NIST study had done and try to mimic those, those partial or, or those mechanisms that the NIST study developed as the initiating mechanism for the collapse and the various different cascading events and stuff that they alleged caused the building collapse. And look at all of those and try to figure out 
is it this or is it that? And, and so basically part of the study was to go through the NIST detail by detail to try to see what happens once they take the connection out, basically the way NIST said they took it out, and then see what happens. And they could not duplicate at all the, the collapse that NIST came, with, uh, came up with. NIST showed at the end of their, their study, after they did all of the, the various different mechanisms of collapse that brought the supposedly what's called the global collapse of the building about, uh, they basically came up with a model that looked like a crumpling beer can, that essentially the, the, the building did not look at all while it was collapsing after they triggered all these things that were unlikely to happen. To happen, and still the building looked like a crumpling structure, and it did not look at all like the actual mechanism of collapse. So that's part one of the study. Then part two of the study essentially is to how can we, what needs to happen to cause the building to collapse the way it did, and so that's what Leroy, with his team, uh, studied and, and basically analyzed to try to figure out how they brought the building down. And it, it turns out that the only way that could happen is by taking out eight floors simultaneously of the building, the columns on eight floors, in order to cause the, the structure to look identical while it's collapsing to the, the actual footage. So that's really the, the study in a nutshell. That's what, what Leroy did. And he will tell you as he's doing his this presentation, he will tell you exactly what he assumed and all the things, what's, what brought about all the different criteria that he, he put into the study, whether it's the heat transfer mechanisms, or the fire, how fire distributes around the, so the structure and what caused the, which is really Scott's department, and then the other structural components of failing this connection and that connection, how that happened and what this uh, came up with and what what he came up with and then leaves it up to you the audience to basically conclude how this whole thing happened and the, the interesting thing about the the NIST report and uh, we're assuming here Andy that everybody knows what NIST is and uh, that's basically the federal government so that that report the NIST report is the federal government's final analysis of uh, this is what they think happened and uh, one of the major issues that I'm very aware of in that analysis and I've got a copy of the darn thing in my office here uh, is they NIST uh, did not provide access to the uh, computer analysis details that they ran um, they don't give you that and without that there's it's really not you're unable to uh, actually verify or find where uh, any errors that they made in there were made uh, they don't they don't want to let that information out they claim it's uh, uh, what's the word uh, Kamal um, Anyway, it's private. I, undermines uh, social, undermines uh, public security or whatever. Jeopardizes yeah. public safety. Right. Yeah. Some public safety. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They're they're looking out for us. 
so uh, yeah and then so in the report that Holsey did he demonstrated that uh, if it was if the building would collapse the way that NIST claimed that it would uh, well it wouldn't not really so uh, what then he determined like Kamal said what would have to happen in order to make the building fall the way it did and you had to sever all the columns on the first eight floors and the building was 50 floor 50 floors tall I think it is with the penthouse uh, of course that's far from what the NIST report said but if you do that according to the analysis and you can you can actually gain access to the routines that uh, Holsey used if you really want uh, all of the references are there in the report and uh, the sources for them and you can go and and uh, if you've got the program capacity why what is it six six hundred and some megabytes or gigabytes gigabytes of uh, data in order to run all of that so but the report itself is only about 60 80 pages long right and let, let me hold, just add one thing report yeah the 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 columns that were severed in the in the model were above the Con Ed substation, so they started. Right. I think he was looking between floors eight and thirteen or whatever, uh, yeah. eight floors in order for for that to happen, and and he explained that to me actually. In order for what I mean, the building would come down with less uh, columns removed. However, you need to develop enough of what's called a pile driver of the upper floor smashing down onto the lower floor to, to cause complete collapse of the building like that. So yeah. it's, uh, so that's what he had to do. Yeah. And the complete collapse that we're talking about was that that collapse really didn't get a whole lot of press at the time that it occurred. It fell almost entirely within its footprint, like the buildings that you've seen collapse uh, in Las Vegas primarily when they intentionally demolish a building and a lot of people have seen that occur that's really interesting but uh, that's the kind of collapse that uh, actually occurred fell completely within its footprint and uh, that takes a tremendous amount of uh, design in order to make it fall that way that's not just it's a matter of you know, simple matter of going in there and cutting every column, which obviously there's well over a hundred of those. Uh, it, it's quite a feat. It's an art form, I suppose. Oh yes, it takes definitely. It takes planning and study, and, and in order to really make it fall into its footprint. I mean, that's that's the so that you don't cause damage to adjacent properties and try to minimize, and and basically just bring this thing down in a nice neat pile. So you can basically haul it away, which is what happened right. is that they hauled all the evidence away. It was gone yep. very quickly. Very. Well, that's because we can't be looking into what they have done. And I'll tell you what, this report put up by Dr. Halsey was very anticipated for a number of years. And a lot of people were following this. And it is very difficult to wave your hand and say that Dr. Halsey and the University of Alaska Fairbanks is merely a conspiracy theorist. They've tried that on AE 9 Truth for a number of years, but now here it is coming from another source. 
and we've got two conflicting reports here. How do you rectify that? How do you look at the two of them and come to some kind of conclusion on which is better? Well, the first step is to actually look at it. And we've had outreaches to Congress uh, to read this report. We've sent them copies of the DVD-7, uh, which both of you are in, as I mentioned, and it's available at our story, e911truth.org. You can buy the DVD or you can go on Amazon Prime. You can see these two gentlemen. You can see uh, a summary of what this whole study was about and listen to Dr. Halsey and others basically tell you that what NIST has given us is this official story, this official conclusion of why Building 7 Bell can't possibly happen. And then that opens the door to so many other questions about September 11th. But we just focus on the engineering aspects here. Now I want to make sure that we bring attention to this because this is a very good accomplishment. Um, there is an event. And when I say event, I'm talking uh, it is going to be online. Engineers are going to be able to watch this. I think Scott can tell our audience about it a little bit better. So Scott, please tell our audience what's going on here uh, with Dr. Halsey on Thursday. Okay, Andy, I'd be uh, glad to. The Structural Engineers Association of Arizona has their annual meeting coming up on the 10th and 11th of this month, which is this coming uh, uh Thursday and Friday. And uh, Dr. Holsey is on the agenda for that meeting on the 11th. He'll be speaking for an hour and a half from noon Mountain Standard Time to 1.30 uh, Thursday afternoon on the subject of the report that he authored. Right, and this audience uh, will be getting this program after that presentation has happened. So that is okay because basically we want to tell our audience that this is happening, that this kind of outreach is going on. It is so important to reach out to the engineers. I mean, that is why AE911 Truth exists. You shouldn't even really have to comment on why it is so important that engineers be on board with this issue, that they raise these questions, because, of course, with their background and their knowledge, they should be the first ones to speak on such an issue, pro or con. And if they're con, they need to raise some valid points to review the University of Alaska study. Yeah, but, you're right. You're 100% correct that engineers should be able to discuss this openly and uh, without uh, fear of any reprisals. But, in fact, that really is not the way life is right now. And um, we honor the Structural Engineers Association of Arizona for them agreeing so willingly to have this presentation uh, during their annual meeting. Uh, there are... Uh, engineering organizations that uh, are not anywhere near as open to listen to more than one uh, viewpoint of a collapse in this case. And uh, SEA Arizona is, uh, is one of them that's very open. So we're happy that they're working with us. Exactly. Anybody that will open the door and listen to information is practicing real science. And it isn't the first time in history that science has taken a backseat to politics or worries or superstitions or whatever, but in an open and transparent society, issues like this should be discussed. Kamal, I want to ask this because it's been 20 years. We're coming on the 20th anniversary here. 
and I hear people, people who are not engineers say, oh, it was 20 years ago. You know, who cares? Maybe it was a controlled demolition. At this point, who cares? Uh, but engineers, they're, they're in science. You know, they have a science. They studied their subject for all of these years. So they're obviously very interested. I mean, is this a, an issue that engineers can lose interest in? I mean, even if they believe the official story, shouldn't this be something that they should know a lot about, considering that a fire, for the first time in history, brought down an entire skyscraper in only six and a half seconds? Well, I, I think science is, is, doesn't have a, a shelf life, does not have an expiration date. This, it is imperative for engineers to really understand what caused this collapse and, and have it in the record. That is, for the, for the sake of the profession, we have to be doing a job that is ethical, that is based on facts and based on science. We can't just have something in the record that's, that's bogus. That would be a, a blemish on, on the profession forever. I mean, maybe not now, but I mean, with, under the current environment, but then who knows? I mean, when people look back at, at what has been done and, and have we been sitting on our hands, essentially observing this, this, uh, this, this farce with, with this, the, the right. official story being put forward well, as science, that's, I think that should be unacceptable to any yeah. practicing scientist or engineer. The, the engineering profession uh, as a whole has a very good reputation amongst the population. If you look at one of those lists and see who's, who is at the top and the used car salesperson is at, down at the bottom of the list, at least that's where it used to be, and engineers were right up there at the top with doctors and so forth. This sort of thing can ruin that kind of a reputation and the faith that people have in engineers to actually design and construct a building as large, tall, complicated as any one of the three of those structures are. And and I would emphasize again what Kamal said, uh, and Andy, you did as well. On that day, there had never been when uh, folks woke up for breakfast that day in New York, there had never been a steel building fail and collapse due to fire. They might have weakened, but none of them, never, in the entire history of steel structures, never collapsed. And on that day, there was three. Well, that fact alone makes you have to wonder what on earth was so different about what happened that day and uh, might remind you that this is not the first time that an airplane hit a tall building. Uh, the Empire State Building is one of them that has been hit and it didn't collapse. There's something wrong. We need more information to better understand. Uh, otherwise, uh, and one of the after effects of this has been considerable additional costs to all of us in the form of additional costs because of changes in the building code because too many people actually believe what the government's report said, the NIST report, uh, and how it failed. So there's been 
changes uh, additional costs related to uh, protection of the steel frame and uh, additional provisions for uh, evacuating uh, a structure that, to my mind, really weren't necessary, but they were the result and aftermath uh, of uh, this claim that these three structures, only two of which got hit by an airplane, failed. Well, uh, as Halsey's report says, the buildings didn't fail. They were caused to collapse. And certainly in the case of World Trade Center 7, there was no airplane that hit that building. That building collapsed for very different reasons. So anyway, just adding to what Kamal said. That's right. And if you are an engineer signatory at AE 9-11 Truth, or an engineer who hasn't signed yet, I would say first, if you're the latter, go ahead and sign that petition. Put your name where it counts here and join the over 3,000 architects and engineers who have called into question why these buildings came down and want it reinvestigated. If you're an engineer signatory, you can do the same thing that Scott has managed to do. All it is is getting the presentation put forth. If you're part of an engineering organization, doesn't matter which one it is, if you can get Dr. Halsey to appear before them. And, and the one good thing about what we've been experiencing for the past, oh God, how long has it been? Since March of 2020? that we've had the, the COVID world going on. The one good thing out of that is that we've had more events happening online. So there's not even travel involved for any of these parties. They can do it right from their home and make their presentations and reach more people through the internet. So please, if you've got those connections, if you can get their ears at these organizations and get Dr. Halsey before them, he can make this presentation and we can awaken more minds. Now, something I just want to ask really quick. So let's say somebody's not an engineer. Let's say they're one of the used car salesmen you're talking about out there or a garbage man. Is it exclusively engineers that can have an educated opinion on this? I mean, can people look at Building 7 falling and also participate in the overall debate happening throughout the world on this issue? Uh, we'll start with Kamal. Well, I think anybody with an inquisitive mind um, that, that is willing to do the research, and, and it doesn't have to be that technical, but actually just use logic and, and essentially delve into the information that's out there. And in general, all these scientific reports are put together in, in large part the summaries or the abstracts or, or you know, portions of the reports are written in, in layman's language that is just all logical. I mean, just take a look from a logical standpoint with, a, with an open mind. That's all we ask. And I think, I think people, we should give everybody the benefit of the doubt that, that they can actually really get to understand why this, this happened and how it happened. And, uh, and that's what is needed. In fact, we need, People with an open mind, with an inquisitive brain that basically look at the science and, and, and decide for themselves. That's how a critical mass is built. Otherwise, if it's just us engineers, I mean, that's great. I mean, that's good. But, but in order, we maybe we are the ones to initiate that because of the, the scientific part of it and what we determine out, out of our analysis and studies. But still, that has to be propagated by the general public. And so the general public has to be convinced this makes sense or this doesn't make sense and, and then act accordingly. Right. And, it, and they, it's important for the general public to understand that it's significant. Uh, and besides the fact that uh, there was the approximately 3,000 
individuals that died that day, and many, many more died as a result of work that they did in the collapsed structure with all of the contamination and so forth. But they certainly, uh, I, I agree 100% with what Kamal said. Nobody is prohibited from having a, a an opinion on this subject, particularly if they've taken the time to look at the material. Uh, the the AE911 uh, website has a lot of video material from that day and shortly thereafter of the components of the building, videos, many, many videos of the actual collapses and uh, some explanations that go with that to describe uh, if you're not at all familiar with what you're seeing, what's happening in the images, and um, to give you a sense of, uh, I was going to say comfort, but there's nothing comfortable about this, uh, a sense of understanding that buildings don't collapse uniformly from fires. They don't, uh, and actually steel frame buildings don't collapse from fires, period until that day and there hasn't been any since and and it leaves you to uh make up your own mind about your you know it's a common sense situation and as kamal uh, emphasized for all the engineers involved and i believe that's a uh, relatively speaking small percentage of the entire population although it's a good percent of the numbers of engineers and architects, uh, but we need support from the general population. We need them to understand why it's important and uh, the significance of the collapse and how it continues to this day and for, for as long as I can see to cost us in the form of changes in building codes and fire codes that were unnecessary. And it's a blemish on our country to accept a report that is simply not supportive, the government report. The government report in this case is the questionable report. Exactly. And of course, juries and court cases, not everyone on a jury, actually most people on a jury are not educated on the sciences that get presented in that courtroom, typically that's presented to them and they make their own decision. And the decision that those juries come to end up being the verdict. So if you know that Building 7 was a controlled demolition, or even if you question it, just use your physics and common sense, speak loud, speak proud, and call for a new investigation. Guys, you're doing some great work out there with your outreach, and thank you so much for it, and thank you for coming on 9-11 Freefall today. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Kamal. This program is on every Thursday night on No Lies Radio at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, and every other Sunday night on BBS Radio at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can also keep track of the archives by going to 911freefall.com. Zadie Steele, say have a great week. Good luck.